This is the Ken Carmen Show. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen. C-A-R-M-A-N. What a wonderful week it's been. I had the week off. So I had to catch up with everything on Friday. So yesterday, I'm catching up with a bunch of stuff, and I've been trying to pay attention a little bit, but we were very, very busy around the homestead this week, changing a few things, getting in, getting out, all that other stuff. But obviously, I did catch what ended up being a Friday news dump about Tyreek Hill. And I remember I, it just came out of nowhere, and I, it might not have been Tom. It might have been Hickey. Tom, you weren't with us two weeks ago, three weeks ago, was it now? What Were you? You weren't with us. Probably not, no. You weren't with us, no. I think you were maybe with Bill out there in uh, out there in L.A. It, it just became it, it became an annoyance. It became a bother at the end of the show because I I just I know that you don't have to feel this way. You you don't have to go through this, and it's something that I I don't know why the NFL doesn't understand this to play in the NFL. And people will get on their high horse and they'll talk about second chances and all that other crap, and you can too. You have to remember, you can believe in a second chance. You can believe in the goodness of people. You can believe that people can change. All that stuff is true, and all that stuff is possible. You can believe in that stuff. But no one deserves a second chance. Nobody Nobody deserves it. You got to believe in that person. You have to believe in that person to do right. You have to believe that that person is just and that they will not make you look foolish. And the NFL, time after time, continuously forces you to have these feelings and to have some sort of weird mental gymnastics about all these types of situations. And it's certainly when it comes to Tyreek Hill where a guy who's already technically had a second chance, you remember, already had his second chance, now you're going to give him a third chance. No suspension whatsoever. And even though by the letter of the law it says that he absolutely can be suspended by the personal conduct policy, but as we know, that's certainly a very big gray area. See, when the audio comes out, it's very hard to justify no suspension whatsoever when you hear this. He is terrified of you, and you say that he respects you, but it's not It's he not respect. Me. It's terrified. He is terrified. You need to be terrified of me too. But wait, there is more. You're not listening to me. Think about why a freaking three-year-old would tell everybody and anybody that you broke his arm. Why would you do that? I'm then not, why? I'm the one that plays with him, maybe that's why. You don't do with him. I'm the one that get physical with it. No, I play with. Hell of a lot more than you do. You just sit on your game all the damn time. That's all you need to do. So don't sit here and tell me I don't play with. You right. You right, bro. Like I said, I'm sorry for whatever happened. Because obviously this, this, this wasn't a match made in heaven right here. You know what I'm saying? We don't need no beef. No, we don't. There's something even worse here. That in the best case scenario, in their very best case scenario for the NFL and for NFL fans, really, let's be serious here. In the quote-unquote best case scenario, these are parents using a small child against each other. 
Let that one just marinate for a second, if you will, please. That in the best case scenario for the NFL, for a very public entity, and for something that has millions upon millions upon millions of fans, people who subscribe, who give money, who who invest their personal time and their personal enjoyment in the NFL, in the best case scenario, this is two immature people who use a child against each other in their personal squabbles. That's the best out of all of this. And then for us, it makes us have to do mental gymnastics and consider stupidity we wouldn't do for anybody else in basically any other walk of life. A la the call that Zach Gelb had to take just about a month ago hit it. Robert in Georgia. Robert, go ahead. Zach, just let me ask you, do you have any kids? I don't, no. Okay, well then, for you to come out and say an innocent child, you don't know what you're talking about. All kids are a problem. He's three years old, Robert! He's still, he could be a problem. Now the thing So, is so hold kid, on, so you're saying then Tyree Kill, if the kid's I, crying, I, that Tyree Kill should hit the kid with the belt. I got the belt when I was growing up. Well, you know what, Robert? I'm, I don't want to hear it anymore because you're an idiot. Just because, and you know what? You should not get hit with the belt, and that doesn't make it right. Oh, yeah, it's the three-year-old's fault. What are you, a moron? Robert, lose the number, never call me again. There's no reason for a 25-year-old man to hit a child. With a belt and his fist. All things considered, Robert could very well be a moron. That That's absolutely possibly true. When he calls into Zach Gelb, he could be thinking, well, you know, my dad hit me with a belt, so I guess it's okay. Because, see, this is how things are supposed to work. You see, I got hit with a belt, and then I'll pass it on and hit my kid with a belt. And then we'll have the never-ending cycle of kids getting hit with belts, especially at a young age, which is three. Which, again, I have three kids under five, and I'll tell you, none of them do anything that is absolutely on purpose just to make you upset. They don't know any better. But beside that point, Robert could very well be an idiot and a moron and a backwards-ass-thinking type of simpleton that nobody should ever want around. Or, which could be even worse... Robert could be a Chiefs fan. Robert could be a guy like a lot of fans go out there and do, and they have to go through their type of thinking and go, okay, well, you see, you got to see both sides. You see, three-year-olds get a little bit crazy and rambunctious, so you have to be able to discipline them, and maybe things go, you see, well, I things go a little bit too far at times, but we have to hear both sides. And then when they hear about the women recording, well, you see, obviously this woman's recording him, and he did nothing wrong. Put him back on the team, and then my team can do well. This is what we do all the time. I, I, I had to do this with Kareem Hunt in the video at the nine. And again, I was the person who said well, the NFL is going to allow him to come back. The NFL is going to probably suspend him for some given amount of time. The NFL is going to allow him to come back. So if the NFL is going to allow this guy to come back, which they will and they did, we might as well take a swing at him. Those came out of my words, out of my mouth. I said that. So I can perpetuate it just as much as anybody else. But I used to get those calls about Karima. Ken, you have no idea what she said about him knocking on that door. Does that matter? 
Because I don't know who that woman was, and I still don't know who she is, but I sure as hell know who Kareem Hunt is, and people sure as hell know who Tyreek Hill is. But you see, because we're sports fans, we will take the truth as we see it, and we'll massage it, and we'll try to, we'll, we'll try to get out those, those rough edges, and we'll sand them down, and we'll put it in our place to a place where, honestly, it's just palatable enough so we can still be fans. That's all there is. And my entire thought is, why? Why? Why do they force you to do it? And it's not just an NFL thing. The Addison Russell situation with the Cubs, you see this every now and then, and I hate, you hate to say it, but it does happen every now and then in the NBA. But we've seen this in all three of the major sports that we talk about for the most part. And I just wonder, why? Why? If they suspended Tyreek Hill, not, you know what, if they kick Tyreek Hill out of the league for life, they said this was another chance You've made yourself look bad. You've put a child's life in danger. That much we can still look into, and the Kansas City police are still looking into. If you still did that, we still don't want any part of it. We might believe in second chances, but we just can't do a third, and that's it. You got to go. You're out of the NFL. Would people really be marching upon Kansas City to make sure that Tyreek Hill gets another shot? Would people turn in their Chiefs fandom over Tyreek Hill Absolutely not. Guys like Robert, when they watch the news at night, when he was sitting at home with his family, probably a couple of nights before he called Zach Gelb, he might have been sitting at home to dinner with his family, and he might have had the local news, and some guy might have got arrested and got charged with child abuse who works at the freaking Hardee's down the street. And maybe Robert looked up from his dinner and looked and said, ah, they ought to send the SOB to prison for the rest of his life, or thought about it and just went back to his dinner and didn't even think twice about it. But for a guy like Tyreek Hill, you see, because he can run fast and make plays. We'll take everything that we believe is true, and we'll take everything about how we feel as people and how we wouldn't want to live around these people. We wouldn't want to know these people. And if it was just some guy down the street, we'd want him in jail over it. And we will try to massage the truth to the very best way it's fit so we can feel better about things. And my entire question is, why do they do it to you? You shouldn't have to. You live in the real world. You have real bad people around you. Well, you don't. No one wants to believe they have real bad people around them, but there are bad people in the world. Not, not as many as we think, but there are bad people in the world. But you try to live what you, you consider a decent life. You try to do the right thing. But, man, when it comes to sports, we will take our personal feelings and we will turn them and twist them and, and massage them and, and, and mold them the best way we can just so it's palatable. And then once they get rid of Tyreek Hill, someday then they can say whatever they want to about Tyreek Hill. We can just move on from that. You see, that's the way professional sports works, and it doesn't have to be that way. All they have to do is say, you know what, you've had two chances, you don't get a third chance, your ass is grass, get out of the league, you can have a second chance, you can have a third chance in some other sport, or you can have a third chance working construction, you can go down to labor ready, just like the guys who get out of jail do, and sign up and go to work and skate it out on your leather ass for the rest of your life and try to build something out of yourself, you're more than welcome to do anything in the world. This is America, this is the land of opportunity, but you have messed up your opportunities with us, with the NFL, you are done. And you wouldn't think twice about it. You wouldn't care. 
You wouldn't. You know what? You'd be better off. You wouldn't have to do these type of things. You wouldn't have to sit there and, and question your moral code or try to massage your own moral code to be called out on that type of thing because a guy did probably, and there's a probably, allegedly, which is not the overall truth, but still made you think queasy about yourself and your own personal feelings about your favorite team and maybe favorite football players or guys who are on your fantasy team. And you don't need to do it. There's other Tyreek Hills. There's other Kareem Hunts. Just like there are other Greg Hardys. They do this with drugs all the time. It's amazing. Justin Blackman, alcoholic, drug abuser. There's other Justin Blackmans out there. Josh Gordon, alcoholic, drug abuser. Well, there's other Josh Gordons out there, even though they keep trying to find a way to put Josh Gordon in the league. Josh Gordon keeps trying to find a way to mess it up. They do this all the time. Guys who have literal serious substance abuse. Ah, you know, we'll find other guys. There's other Josh Gordons. There's other Justin Blackmans. Guys who hit kids. Guys who commit domestic abuse. Guys who act a fool in a club. Guys who make your, guys who make your league look bad. Ah, we'll give them a second chance. Let's give them a third chance. Let's give them a fourth chance. Let's see what they got. Oh, now we're going to be real serious about it this time. Let's see if we can do it. We got guys who really take it serious now just because they're under the gun and then they end up looking bad. And you don't have to do it. And I still contend to say, you wouldn't fight for Tyreek Hill. You wouldn't, you wouldn't march on Kansas City. You wouldn't march at their, their practice facility and say that this is wrong. We demand you reinstate Tyreek Hill. We still don't have all the facts. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't care. They have Patrick Mahomes. If we're looking at it from a football standpoint, they have Patrick Mahomes. They have an MVP. If he's an MVP, I'm sorry. He's good enough. They'll be able to get over Tyreek Hill. He's a good quarterback. You'll be fine. But we continuously do this year in and year out, instance after instance. It happens in football, baseball, basketball, probably some hockey. We don't talk about it that much. It happens in professional sports. And until someone gets ran for the rest of their lives, it's going to continue to happen. And we'll continue when it comes to our team. We'll have to continue to try to talk ourselves into making sure that it's right and just for us, just so we feel a little bit better. When if it happened in any other walk of life, any other, we would demand justice before justice was even thought to be served. We would paint it. We would paint guilty until proven innocent. We would do all of that. But we, if the guy's fast and he can score some touchdowns, well. We got to get all the facts. And what should bother you to your core is that at the end of all of this, folks, the very best case scenario is that two stupid, immature, bad parents are using children against each other. Welcome to kickoff weekend. Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. And I have great news for you. It's brought to you by Geico. And you can save 15% or more when you go to geico.com. That's it, 15% or more. You can save it in about 15 minutes. Now, I would do that before or after Carrington Harrison joins us at 1035, 735 Pacific Time. As Carrington Harrison, host of The Drive from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, he'll join us. We'll talk about Tyreek. He'll also talk about, oh, whether or not Patrick Mahomes could back up an MVP performance, whether or not he could with or without Tyreek Hill, and whether or not the Kansas City Chiefs are still at the top of the AFC West as we begin 
the 2019 campaign. Teams reporting to camp. There's fun in the air. But, of course, we have to go over this. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Basically, the gist of the entire rant. Should the NFL have suspended Tyreek Hill? Given on what they did, I say yes. And, honestly, I think they could have done far worse and probably should have done far worse. You gave him a second chance coming out of college. He didn't learn from that second chance. You need to be more cognizant of what you're doing. You need to be more cognizant of where you're from. You need to become more cognizant of what you represent. You didn't do any of that. Goodbye. To the phones we go. Brad in Michigan. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Um, You know, I understand what you're saying, but the problem is we don't live in a country where probably gets you convicted of anything, okay? I mean, you want to suspend the guy possibly forever and destroy his life and and very much alter the kid's life, actually, with not getting millions of dollars on a probably? I mean, what country do you live in? I mean, and a plumber, you said, oh, regular person would get in trouble. A plumber would not get fired from his job at all if he was charged with, you know, child abuse or whatever. He wouldn't get fired from his job, especially if he's in a union. But, I mean, to, to go off a of probably, like I said, our country doesn't operate that way. He is innocent until proven guilty. Except we're not talking about, we're not talking, uh, Brad, 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 except we're not talking about a court of law there, bud. He represents the NFL, and he can be fired as a public figure. He can be fired and let go and never let to play again if he makes his organization look bad. Makes his organization look bad, doesn't he? What was was it proven that he did? I mean, I'm okay with a two or four game suspension. According to to the collective bargaining agreement, which he as a player agrees to, you can be suspended, you can be fined, you are subject to discipline for either physical abuse or the threat of physical abuse. Under those bylaws, of which they state, he did, I, he might have done one of them, he certainly did the second one, as you heard from the audio. Those are grounds for dismissal, those are grounds for suspensions and fines. Well, like I said, I'm what okay else do you want me to answer, Brad? Suspension, but to ban him for life, I just thought it was very extreme. Because then oh, no, it is, like it, it is extreme. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not, you see, Brad, that's the thing. It's not ruining his life. Yes, it is. It's not. No, it's not. $20 million. And he doesn't deserve that, Brad. No, I'm sorry. I can't deal with this stupidity. Goodbye. I can't deal with it because he doesn't deserve it. Get it through your heads. You don't deserve a second chance. You don't deserve a third chance. I'll try not to yell into the mic. You don't deserve 10 to $20 million. You don't deserve it. Well, you're punishing the kid. You could very well be punishing the kid by leaving him with him. We have to think about the child here. So we have to let Tyreek Hill make 10 to $20 million. How freaking warped can you be? And by the way, if he were a plumber and he, did, and he didn't have the backing of the NFL, if he wasn't a big-time public figure, guess what, Brad? He'd probably be in court right now. I'll make sure I'll keep my voice down because I almost lost it. We can't be this stupid. We can't do that. That's impossible. You deserve, and no one's ruining his life. He can go out there and he can go get an apprenticeship and be a plumber and be a pipe fitter and try to change his life. He's a young man. He's 20-something years old. He can change his life and he could do well by society. And he can rectify the wrongs, and he could try to be a good father, and he could try to be a good boyfriend, husband, fiance. He can try to do all those things. He can try to live the American life and go, you know what? I've messed up this opportunity big time. 
He can do all those things. He doesn't deserve anything. Nothing. Sankofa, Indianapolis. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Sorry about the yelling, Sankofa. I'll try to give you more leeway. Go ahead, sir. I appreciate that because it's, 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 I appreciate his comment, too. I appreciate yours. I appreciate his. Also, I know why you disagree, but let me add a little context to it. As a Please. Son of, pardon me? Please, go ahead. As, a, as an African-American, 52-year-old, African-American male and the son of a, and family of attorneys, um, law is, not, is a gray area. It's a lot of gray area in the law. Trust me, as a 50-year-old African-American male, if he would have done something, and I have children, and I never want to see a child hurt, but if he had done something, don't nobody care about him. Bill Cosby's in jail now, okay? He, don't nobody care about Tyreek Hill as far as these prosecutors. I can, have, I can give you anecdotal evidence of prosecutors overcharging, zealous prosecutors overcharging black men or just targeting black men. You don't think oh, Bill I would Cosby's agree with that. Oh, no, 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 I agree with that. I heard you. I heard you. Let me All right. All right. Targeting black men, anything like that, he means nothing. That dude is nothing. Bill Cosby's in jail now. He means nothing. On the East Age, East Age. No so wait, wait, whoa, 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 no whoa, whoa. So I, no nothing. Go ahead. So what does Bill Cosby's situation have to do with this? I'm great. I'm trying to tell you. You said he's a star. No, he's nothing. Trust me. He is nothing when it comes to us. You can ask Andre Harrell, Dr. Dre getting handcuffed in front of his own home when someone came to his house and accused him of having a gun, and he did not have a gun in front of his home. That was last year, a billionaire black man. So he means nothing, trust me, when it comes to the legal system. This whole situation, him and Ezekiel Elliott with the security guard, is a carryover from Robert Kraft. No one's mentioning the Robert Kraft situation and the fact that they've kicked that can down the road and the fact that Robert Kraft, his crime, if he did solicit prostitution, most cities you get a $100 fine. First All right, time hold on, hold on. He- We're conflating. We're conflating. Sankofa, stay with me. What does this have to you brought up about Robert Kraft? I don't want to hear about Robert Kraft. I want to hear about Tyreek Hill. I'm not talking about charging Tyreek Hill with charges. I never made that argument once during the open. I didn't make that argument at all during that insane call I just took. I'm not making it with you. I'm not saying he should be charged. I'm saying what is stopping them from kicking him out of the league entirely? This is another instance where they look bad. I could get you know what, Sankofa, if I get a DUI today. My employer could certainly fire me and go, you made us look bad. And I can get away with the DUI. And you know damn well as much as I have known that that has happened plenty of times where people have been fired over things that eh, might be a little bit murky because they make their employer look bad. I'm not talking about putting Tyreek Hill in jail. That is not my argument. My argument is about him in the NFL. The suspension part of it is probably a carryover because Goodell does not want grief from the union considering he hasn't done anything to Robert Kraft. And so that situation is murky. So now that there is murky. There we go. Hmm? Now that's where it, no, now I'm, that's I'm, where I'm, it does mix. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm saying Goodell has created this problem. Goodell did that. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying Goodell has not done that because my owner here in Indianapolis got caught with 400 pills and he walked home. If I got caught with 400 oxycons, I'd be in jail. Well, but is that is that like, not the entire is that not the entire point of what I said? I mean, you just heard what I said about if he were a plumber, if he were a plumber, would he would he or would he not be in court right now? Depending on as far as my or sitting in county say, waiting on court. Depending on who he is, I work with. The, I'm a nurse. I work with the nurse. A he's a great guy, Caucasian nurse. He's got charges right now of meth. 
he had felony charges, which in the state of Indiana, his license could have been taken. But they knocked it down to a misdemeanor, and he's presently working. Now, but if I Saint had Kofi. those charges, they would have took my license. Now, I'm just telling you what Saint, I'm, Saint just, Kofi, Saint Kofi. I'm just telling I, you. No, I'm tell, I'm, I'm not, I admitted it. You said I don't want to admit it. I did admit it, and I just told you. If Tyreek Hill were a plumber or any other walk of life, would he be sitting in county right now? Yes. Depending on you know race. he would be. And that's perfectly fine for you to say because it's probably more than true. I'm not even denying that, Sankofa, and I do am up against it, and I thank you for the back and forth and not making me lose my mind. I'm perfectly fine with that. Oh, I'm not technically fine with that because of the system of what we have, but I'm perfectly fine with that argument. But I'm not talking about throwing Tyreek Hill in prison. I'm talking about him being a public figure, which he is. You've made your system look bad. you made the NFL look bad. And honestly, you've made me think about things that, as a fan, I don't want to think about. If we're talking about putting people in prison because of race, then we can talk about that. I'm not talking about that in the NFL, and the NFL don't want to talk about that. The NFL wants you to look the other way, and the NFL wants you to be a football fan. The NFL wants you to be there for opening day. The NFL wants you to be there to watch Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football and to debate about the playoffs and which coach should be fired and which quarterback's really good and which quarterback sucks and whether or not Eli Manning's too old or whether or not the Giants should have gotten rid of Odell Beckham Jr. That's what they want to talk about. They do not want you talking about Tyreek Hill. They do not want you focusing on Tyreek Hill. And my entire point of it is, don't let them focus on it. This has been a second chance. You ruined your second chance. Uh, bye-bye. Up next, Carrington Harrison, host of The Drive, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Coming up in just over, what, two hours, 1 p.m. Eastern. Bill Bender joining us, C- uh, sports ra- uh, Sporting News, also CBS Sports Radio when he comes on, obviously. Also hosts on the Browns Radio Network. We'll be talking Big Ten with him. Lots of good stuff with him because we are five weeks away from kickoff of college football. So Bill Bender will join us. We'll preview the Big Ten, what's in, what's out, and obviously we got to go over Jim Harbaugh's comments because I told you folks back in, uh, back in Thanksgiving. I said it back on Thanksgiving. I said, man, you could say what you want to. Yeah, beating Ohio State's beating Ohio State. You're 0-4 against Urban. And if you're 0-4 against Urban, you never get that back. Now that Urban's gone, you never get that back. So I think, yeah, what Jim Harbaugh said is the truth. And I don't mean to sit there and use 0-4. You can't tell me that doesn't bother him, though. Coming up at 11 Eastern. 855-2124-CBS. Also today, 3 Eastern, New Pacific. Meet CBS Sports Network at the Lanes in Las Vegas for the Barbasol PBA Tour Finals. As the top eight bowlers in in the league compete for this year's title on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports. Personal, non-paid endorsement, testimonial right here. Barbasol and get no better. The song... The, the commercial with the, with the truck driver for Barbasol, it's a fine product, unpaid testimonial. Use it all the time, except I only have to shave like twice a week. Joining us on the show right now, Carrington Harrison, a guy who probably has to shave more than I. Find him on Twitter, at C.Harrison. Find him on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, host of The Drive. Find him tonight on CBS Sports Radio, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. So it's the flip of this one. Carrington Harrison joins me right now. Carrington, thanks for joining me. Hey, good morning. I don't know about you guys. You got me fired up to watch bowling today. Oh, my God. You got Walter Ray Williams Jr. You got Norm Duke. You got Mark Roth. Am I naming names that you actually know? I actually do know who Norm Duke. He's the guy who's like, who are you? I am him or something. I remember that. No, that's Pete, that's that's Pete Weber. Know, that, it, Pete Weber's oh, the guy Pete with Weber. the sunglasses. Okay. Yes. Who does right, the I mean, yeah? Who who does the uh, DX thing? See how you could get Norm <laughs> Norm Weber and, and whoever the guys. You can see how you get them mixed up. 
<laughs> I'm surprised there's not. I mean, Bar- when I was. All right, I'm going to tell you this right now, Carrington. When I was a kid, my parents bowled. And I noticed that there were a lot of fat asses in the bowling alley. I am surprised, and you will be surprised today at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, when you turn on CBS Sports Network and see how in shape these bowlers are. Not a fat ass among them, Carrington. I'm serious. My bowling experiences were a lot different. My dad, he would come pick me up on Fridays, and he would give me $20, and I had to make life-or-death decisions. Do I go to the arcade or do I eat? So that's kind of my bowling experience. So I didn't really spend a whole lot of time with the bowlers. It was just I had to, I had to find a way to make $20 last for four hours. And imagine doing that at nine years old. It's very true. I remember the day I beat everybody in Street Fighter at College Bowl in Canton, Ohio. All right, we're, we're way off the beaten path here. Carrington, i got to get to the Tyreek Hill situation. Um, were you surprised? by by You're in Kansas City. Were you surprised? Were the fans surprised? Um, that, that, that's a really interesting question. I said this. This was kind of our lead of the show when the, when the news kind of broke is I looked at it through the wrong lens maybe this entire summer. I always thought he was going to be suspended for the you should be terrified of me too. I never thought he was going to be suspended for child abuse. When you see the NFL statement yesterday, it was pretty clear that their scope solely focused on the child abuse. And once they got to the bottom of that, they weren't going to give him a game suspension because I don't know if people know all the background. I understand I'm in Kansas City, so I just have more direct information to it than the average listener. There's no reason to believe that child that Tyreek Hill broke his child's arm or that Tyreek Hill is abusive towards his child. So after the NFL, I mean, they did an eight-and-a-half-hour-long interview with Tyreek Hill two weeks ago. They talked to people on both his side of the family and her side of the family. They did a pretty extensive job, I think, researching and investigating this topic. So I'm not surprised that they came to the conclusion that Tyreek Hill is not abusive to his child. I just always thought that he was going to at least get a two-game suspension for his comments. What bothered me so much, and I went off on it in the open and even with a couple of callers here, Carrington, is that you, know, you got a second chance coming out of college, and that was murky. And now this looks ugly. Even at, and I think even in the best-case scenario for the NFL, this is two people because there's a recording of him, and I can even understand where people will say things to people that are ugly in moments of anger. But this is two people who use a child, from what this seems, use a child against each other in an argument. That's a problem that I have. And I'm thinking, you know, there's a third chance. How many chances do I owe a guy? I don't think I owe Tyreek Hill anything. And so what makes me question is, why even suspend him? If the NFL, to me, were to kick him out of the league for good, wouldn't Kansas City Chiefs fans just go, eh, we'll find another Tyreek Hill, and we still have Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is amazing, and we'll all move on? That's not really been the sentiment in Kansas City. I think more than anything, just because of how it's been covered locally in the media, Kansas City's kind of wrapped their arms around Tyreek Hill, and he's kind of been a rallying cry really towards the system and towards the media. So I understand what you're saying. If you feel like you have the quarterback in place, you can replace him. I think you're kind of discrediting a little bit how good Tyreek Hill is, and I think we've seen time and time again in America, if you have tremendous talent, we're willing to look the other way on a lot of things. I definitely agree with, with, with some of the sentiment. I think that Tyreek Hill maybe is not a quote-unquote good person or someone, you know, like that all-American kid you want, you know, live next door to and want your daughter to date. I think we can say that about Tyreek Hill. But I, I, I do think in the in, if you keep it linear in the lens of child abuse, I don't know if there's enough evidence to kick Tyreek Hill out of the league that ultimately it was going to be, it was going to be a, a suspension towards speech. And I think the NFL just, 
I think we've seen time and time again it's tough for the NFL to legislate morality. They have a tough enough time telling me what a catch is. I don't know if they can tell me how people should talk to each other in private. So what happens if he gets in trouble again? That's a really good question. I don't think he's on the team. And let, let me say this. I don't like it's hard to answer the question without knowing what the trouble is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say I would say if it's in this realm again, child abuse, violence towards women, I don't think he's on the team. But I mean, they drafted him in 2014. They stood by him through this. At this point, I don't know when it comes to Tyree Kill. Sometimes I think in the media, we just got to say sometimes I don't know. When it comes to Tyree Kill and the Kansas City Chiefs, at this point, I'm not going to lie to you. I just don't know. Carrington Harrison joining us, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Go back to the rallying cry thing, if you can, about the system. Now, I know I'm talking NFL. I'm not talking legally charged. And some people have, have, have not been able to make that distinction. I'm not talking about legally charged, but it seems that some of the people are talking about that and going after the system. Explain to me. I think what's happened in Kansas City was originally the audio was released, but it was not released in full. And I think that the audio was manipulated and cut in such a way that when the full audio was released, people heard the context differently, and it became more of, I can't believe the media is out to get Tyree Till. I think two things drastically changed in Kansas City positive towards Tyree Till and got us to this point. If you remember, I believe it was in May, there was a there was a four-page letter from his attorney to the NFL that the attorney clearly put out to the public because he wanted them to see it. And there was a text message exchange that they had in there that basically put all the blame on Crystal and none of the blame on Tyreek Hill. And then the release of the full audio where people got to hear the full 11-minute and 27-second conversation. Those were two major turning points where I think a lot of people were maybe on the fence about Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. That put a majority of people firmly in the camp of the media is out to get Tyreek Hill. Carrington Harrison joining us on the show. He'll be hosting tonight, CBS Sports Radio, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, right here, Sirius XM 206, as well as your local provider. Please check your local listings. All right, Patrick Mahomes, can he back up the MVP performance? That's a great question. I would say yes. I think that Patrick Mahomes is – I think Patrick Mahomes is maybe the best quarterback prospect we've seen since young Aaron Rodgers. I think he can just do some things physically that just not a lot of human beings can do. I don't think that last year was a fluke. Now, you can argue that last year, from a number standpoint, was maybe the best that he could be, that all the perfect stars aligned. First half of the season, you had Kareem Hunt, you had Sammy Watkins, you had Tyreek Hill, you had Travis Kelsey. They had a lot of those same weapons this year. But in terms of some of the dynamic throws that he makes, I just don't see that ending this season. I'm not saying he's going to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns this season. would not surprise me at all to see him throw for 4,600 yards and 43 touchdowns this season. Do Chiefs fans fear anybody in the AFC at all? Is there anybody who they actually fear? Are there people who you take seriously? That's a good question. I wouldn't say that it's fear towards the Patriots. I think it's much more of the belief. We know the Patriots got us twice last time. If we had lined up on sides where D4 doesn't line up off sides, we'd probably win that game. If we win the coin toss, we'd probably win that game. Mm. Mahomes is ascending. Brady is declining. That eventually – the Chiefs are going to pass the Patriots. That's probably it more than anything. There's no team outside of New England that Kansas City even considers to be a legitimate contender. No, no team out of New England that anybody is a legitimate contender. Not Pittsburgh, not Baltimore, nobody. I would say, well, I mean, if you ask me from the team perspective or the fan perspective, that's different. I would say from uh. the fan perspective, there's no team outside of New England that I think Kansas City is afraid of. I don't think it's Houston. I don't think it's Indianapolis. I don't think that it's Pittsburgh. 
I, I don't think it's any of those teams. The only team I think Kansas City is worried about is the New England Patriots. And that's Carrington's perspective too, correct? Uh, I uh, think that there is a pretty decent-sized gap between the Chiefs and the Patriots and the other teams in the NFL, uh, at, at least in the AFC. I, I would probably have it right now. I'd probably have it Patriots won just because they're the three-time defending AFC champion. I'd have the Chiefs, so like if we're talking Madden, the Patriots are at 98, the Chiefs are at 97. I'd probably have the Chargers at like a 93, and then I think there's a pretty decent-sized talent gap after that point. But a lot of teams just have to prove it to me. I like Cleveland's roster. Cleveland beat one good team last year, and they have a, uh, and they have a first-year head coach. Baltimore has Black Tim Tebow as their quarterback. Like, there's a lot of huge question marks. I would say, I, I would say, a lot outside of the top three teams in the AFC. I got less than a minute. I didn't realize it was creeping up on me. I've had a blast. Let me ask you this: Is, is there anything? Every time he loses in the playoffs, people go at him. Is there a little bit of a fear with Andy Reid? Because it's assumed you'll make the postseason. And you'll probably go deep this year. The question for the Chiefs is much more about their defense than their offense. With Mahomes and all the weapons that they have. No one doubts their ability to score. People doubt their ability to stop the other team from scoring. Carrington, I love it. Thank you very much for the time, my friend. All the best. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Carrington Harrison, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. C. Harrison on Twitter. Wonderful stuff from him. You can hear him tonight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. And Tom, just so you know, even though Tom's probably talking to Carrington and hanging up, I won the one who brought up the Browns. Carrington brought up the Browns. So we all know... I won the one who brought up Cleveland and Kansas City in this scenario. For the record. Because I know how Tom likes to bust my stones also that. Yeah, also one coming time, up, it wasn't you. Yeah, this I know. Well, in about 45 minutes, guess who I'm bringing up? The Cleveland Browns. Coming up next, Jim Harbaugh's 0-4 versus Urban Meyer. But he's not wrong about him. It's Ken Carlin on CBS Sports Radio.